Okay, folks. Uh, well, there's a real buzz in the room, and uh, that's fantastic. It's always a good sign of life, isn't it? That we're alive and we're here and all that sort of stuff. Uh, a number of us were um, in Coleraine for the last couple of days. Uh, we joined together with Causeway Coast Vineyard there and a number of other folks. There were 800 people perhaps there last night gathered together, worship, and uh, a number of you folks were there, and we just had a fantastic time worshiping, celebrating, and just hearing uh, more about what the Lord is doing, not only in Coleraine, but in other places all over. And um, it's just a stunning, stunning time. And I just think to remind ourselves the importance of worship. We did it this morning, and I've kind of unpacked that a little bit, but folks, we're a people of His presence, and so many of us were here this morning. And your journey in life and your journey in situations right now, and there's impossible tasks ahead, and there's things that you're thinking about, things that trouble, and things that are on the journey and the roadmap ahead, and just like, just not sure how to get there or what to do and all that sort of stuff. And here's the thing. We find ourselves in him through worship, and the battle belongs to the Lord. It belongs to him, folks, and, and it's won on the battlefield of worship, of worship. And when we seek to try and govern and run our lives through our own stuff, our own strength, our own talents, and our own stuff that we've done before us, folks, we fail. We fail. That can only go so far. And it's only in and through him and his power and his presence that we change, but we, we hand authority over to him. And uh, it was one of many, many things that we, that we learned and we picked up. You need to know that on a nearly weekly basis, there's nearly 100 people giving their lives to Jesus in Coleraine right now. And that's incredible. And, and the reason, there's a couple of reasons, I think, really. One is that they, as a church, have been incredibly faithful and they've stewarded uh, what God has given to them about being a, a church for the city. And they have spent so much time and so much energy and so much money just sowing into the kingdom, into that town and blessing the people of that place. And that's just been amazing. I think they're reaping what they've sown. They've sown very generously over the years. But secondly, I think they, they, they dare to risk. And so there's guys out in the streets, literally going up to people. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a few minutes. Going up to people in the streets and basically asking them, and telling them the gospel and talking to them about Jesus and people literally giving their lives to Jesus yes, you know, yesterday. Yesterday, 40, I think 54 of us went out in different teams and in 45 minutes, 32 people gave their lives to Jesus. It was amazing. Absolutely. And it's happening. And there's no reason why that shouldn't happen in Carrick Fergus. There's no reason why it shouldn't happen in Ballyclare. Even Larn. You know? <laughs> God bless you, the Larnians. <laughs> but you know, we do. We live in exciting times, and, and, and I think we need to remind ourselves of, of who he is and what he's doing. We, 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 we've prayed for this thing called revival. It's like revival's in us. It's in us. What, what, what the Holy Spirit has bestowed upon us, and he's deposited the Spirit within us that as we go, from this place, it's like his presence goes with us and, and the glory of God is, is being uh, shown amongst, um, in different places, in different situations and he is just asking us to partner with him on that exciting journey and that's risky 
And uh, this is all in the notes later, by the way. This is complete off the cuff. Um, it's risky, and I do sense that one of the things the Lord is saying to us, because we have to lead in this, and that's scary, when it doesn't come naturally. Okay, I'm just being honest. But for all of us, is that we need to, in this season, is to increase the area of risk and taking risks for the sake of the kingdom. Um, a well-known phrase that we, you might have heard before is that uh, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And you have to be willing to put your, you know, your reputation on the line and your, uh, what people might think about you and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, we're on this. Grow up. We're sort of coming to land a wee bit. We've been journeying this series on growing up and we've sensed <clears throat> that this year, this is a time where we sense that God has been speaking to us and saying, need to grow up, need to grow up. And we've looked at various uh, things. In the last two weeks, we spoke about generosity. We spoke, I spoke very candidly last week about uh, finance and about the, um, the need as a follower and a disciple of Jesus to give generously of our money. And, uh, and I painted a picture of this is actually our finances as a church and, and ministry costs money. But, um, but like I said uh, just a few minutes ago, that if we sow generously, we will reap generously. And that's part and parcel of the deal. If you missed those teachings the last couple of weeks, I would encourage you to get online and listen to that stuff. Uh, and again, if God has been speaking to you and prompting you to either begin giving on a regular basis or to uh, give uh, generously or give more than what you have been giving, then, uh, then I would encourage you to do that. And uh, I am not ashamed to say that. I'm not fearful in saying that. And I thank you the many of you that spoke to me after last week and said how much you appreciated that and that I shouldn't feel this sense of, oh, am I asking you for money sort of thing. I, I, I'm teaching on it, and I so appreciate so many of you who uh, encouraged me last week. Um, it was more than ever before, actually, after a talk. Maybe I should talk on money more often. <laughs> but there we go. So this is, this is kind of final week on this, and what I really want to talk about is growing in our time and talent. You've maybe heard that expression that God is calling us to be generous with our whole lives, and that includes time, talent, and treasure. And we spoke about treasure, we spoke about money, uh, but today I want to talk about time and talent. And uh, just to kind of kick us off, you know, we, we, we're so incredibly blessed as a church to have so uh, the, these talented musicians and worship leaders that help bring us into the place of worship and of praise. And, you know, uh, when, when, I, when I look at them, I think, my goodness, they're amazing, you, you know. Vicky, she's there on the old, you know, the violin, giving it, and it's just like, that's amazing. Was Vicky born with that talent? Well, she was born with a talent, but over years and years and years, she's cultivated that after practice and practice and developing it, and she's begun to exercise and use that gifting. For Phil, it's a different matter. I mean, he, 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 he's, a, he's a trier, you know. God, God loves a trier. Those of you who know me, you knew that was coming, didn't you? <laughs> it's not even in the notes, but you knew it was going to come. But, but here's the thing, you know. Um, those of you who play golf with me, anyone play golf with me? A few of you? You don't need to pull that face, Terry. <laughs> okay. Now, these folks, they all testify that I am a very talented golfer. McCaffrey, that's a cue for you to slabber. And you haven't... You, Nothing needs to be said. But here's the thing. Over recent years, I've kind of played less and less golf. 
And, and, and no, you know, I can still think I'm a brilliant golfer, but if you don't play golf regularly and you go and tee off, it goes pear-shaped. And here's the thing with talent. You've got to use it or lose it, isn't it? You've got to exercise it. Whatever it is that God has given you, you've got to exercise it or you begin to kind of lose it. We're going to look uh, this morning at a parable. And uh, I just love, I was thinking about this this morning. <clears throat> We're going to look at the parable of talents. It's no, you know, it's no surprise. And I just love it how Jesus used to teach in these stories. He'd use parables and they're so simple. So, so often we read the Bible and we're like, man, I don't get that. And there's a lot of the Bible that we read, isn't that right? And you're just like, I just don't get that. But I just love the fact that Jesus is these simple stories that unpack simple uh, truths. And uh, so, my darling, beautiful wife, would you come and uh, whiz through this for us? Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful of the few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For it, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Good stuff, thanks. Let's uh, try and unpack the story a little bit. And uh, just, to, just to look at it, we have a story, and there's a man, he's gone on a long journey, and he leaves, he entrusts three servants with three um, different amounts of money, of talent. Talent was, uh, is actually where we get the English word, which actually describes a gift or an ability or an aptitude, and that's where we've got it from. But a talent in those days was a very, very large sum of money. One talent alone was worth up to 20 years' salary. And so 
This is the story that Jesus talks of. He gives three people, uh, one person, he gives five talents, so a hundred salaries worth, and two talents and one talent. He says, go and put it to use and invest it and use it to basically multiply and earn me back some more. And he goes on his journey, and after a while, after his long journey, he comes back, and the five has said, look, I've worked really hard with it. I've made you five more. I've multiplied that amount of money and doubled your money. He's like, you're fantastic. You're brilliant. I've entrusted you. With li- I'm going to entrust you. I'm going to give you loads more. I'm going to give you loads of responsibility or loads of tasks or whatever it might be. And then he says to the, uh, the, the same guy, the two, and he made two. And then for the one, the one who decided not to do anything with it whatsoever, he dug a hole and he buried it in the ground. And the reason that he did that was because he was afraid. And we're going to look at that a little bit more. Why has that happened? Oh. Oh, no. It's back. That's not back. Okay. Let's see if I can find myself here. So talent... Obviously, it represents not only your money, but your gifts, your skills, your time, your energy, your education, your intellect, your strength, your influence on all your opportunities. And you need to be faithful with whatever it is that God has given you. You need to be faithful with what God has entrusted to you. And uh, there was meant to be a great image of Mother Teresa. She said this thing here, I can do things that you cannot. You can do things I cannot. Together, we can do great things. And the good and the faithful servant is the one who puts Jesus' resources to work, waiting for him to return. And, you know, those folks, they had to risk. They had to risk failure. They had to risk in terms of what they did. But the one who decided not to, uh, he was the one who dug the hole in the ground and hid it. Now, the reason he did that was because of fear. It was fear. He was afraid. And, and I, I just think so many of us, we don't begin to step into the things that God has given us because of fear. And there's lots of different things uh, for that. And the first one I've put here is afraid of failure. You're afraid of stepping out into something in case that doesn't happen, in case that doesn't actually come out the way that you intended it. And uh, for others, it could be what others think of you. If you step out and you're going to do that, they think, oh, Will you rate yourself or who do you think you are to do such and such? For some of you, you don't step out in the things that God um, has maybe called you to because of the hard work that it entails. For some, it could be the amount of responsibility. And I'm just going to let you into a wee secret, and maybe I shouldn't. But I was out cycling the other day, and, and I was just in one of those moments of like, man, I, I just feel... Um, the weight of responsibility and the responsibility of, of doing the things that I do both in a teaching profession and in leading a church and being a husband and being a father and all those things. It's like, oh, that responsibility. And, um, and, and I, saw this, um, I saw this van drive past and I just thought, man, I'd love to kind of do a job that I just drive a van all day. <laughs> And, and folks, if you're a courier here, that's not dissing you <laughs> in any way whatsoever. But I just thought, in, in, my, in my days when I'm like, oh, man, I, I want to be a tree surgeon. 
That's what I want. I don't want to cut down trees and don't have to talk to anyone and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm just being honest with you. It's like, but I wasn't made to be a tree surgeon. That's not what God had given me to do. And what God has given me to do is the things that I do. And I love it. And I love it. And it's what brings me alive. But there are days when I'm like, oh man, the responsibility. And on those days, you're just like, a Northern Irishism, gurn up and just get on with it. Just gurn up and get on with it. And that's it. The responsibility. There's a cost involved often, isn't there? And for some, it could be this sense of, I'm just not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm, I, I just, oh, if people really knew what I was like, I couldn't do that. And folks, you've been with us for a while. You'll have heard me say this many, many times. But everyone gets the play. The vineyard, everyone gets the play. And I was emailed by one of our life group leaders during the week. And it was a reflection on last week's teaching. And she basically pointed out how many people uh, or how many of you are giving of your time and your talent on a weekly basis. And again, I said it last week. I said it again right now. You know, there's 10 or 11 adults. There's teenagers right now knocking their pan in with our kids, providing great environments. The folks who come and they set up the chairs and they put away the, the desks into the corner because it's exam season, which is a bit annoying for us, <laughs> having them do the extra work. But they pitch up and they do that. And the folks that are going to serve you a cup of coffee, the folks that welcome you and all the rest. And, and so many of you are part of that team. And we say thank you. We say thank you to you for giving of yourself. It's so like Jesus. But there's more. And, and God is entrusting you to something. Many of you are doing that, and that's absolutely wonderful. And many of you, um, you in your wildest dream, uh, there's something that you just love to step into that you know God has spoken to you about over the years. And uh, there's nothing that excites us more than when we see individuals step into the God-given destiny that he has for you. I want to introduce to you uh, someone. Is Carol there? Would you come? I'm hoping you're there. You are there. I'm looking at you now. So th th this is Carol. I've asked Carol if she would share this morning. Uh, Carol's been part of our church. How long have you been part of our church? Um, from the beginning. Right. Fantastic. And uh, you tell us. Now, I'm not going to sing because he did not, definitely didn't give me the gift of worship. Um, I just sing it, you were singing Amazing Grace there, and I'd said to Paul this morning, I remember singing Amazing Grace when I was eight years old in church. Oh, my word. Thinking back now, that must have been awful for the congregation. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, you know, we're talking about gifts that God has given us. And, do you know, when it says in 1 Peter 4, verse 10, we all have got gifts but we need to use them to serve others. And I always thought, oh, well, I don't have a gift. I just go around doing things because I just love being in the kingdom. And, and uh, I never seen myself as having anything special. Um, but I remember four years ago um, being at a past, uh, Green Pastures Women's Conference and I was talking about how much God loves us women and how he just wants us to be in his kingdom and serve. And, and he has so much for us. And my friend whispered to me, Carol, you should be in women's ministry. And 
to my heart just, it just started to thump. And I went, yeah, I know I really, really love that, but I'm not good enough. There's so much that I have to deal with and I don't want that responsibility. And do you know, look at all those brilliant women around there and I, I could never be like them. They're, they're fantastic. And just, I'll go to a conference and I'll praise and I'll worship and, and that's great. But it wasn't until I came to the vineyard that, that I really did grow up and I was watching other people and thinking, wow, they're brilliant prayer ministry. That's just lovely. Um, and the worship team and people helping teenagers. And I just thought, well, you know, I'll serve in whatever team. And I'm on the cafe team and I love it because, you know, you're blessing people, just making that cup of coffee for them and they're taking their donut and that's the time to get together and chat and meet others. And, I, you know, again, God was placing things in my heart and Gillian approached me about the kids' ministry. And, I, you know, I love wee ones, I really do. And I thought, oh, Lord, am I really equipped to sit and, you know, be with children? But I did it and I just love it. I really, really love it. But I think when I think back, you know, God was preparing me for all these things. And there was a weekend that Paul and Chantel had invited um, Jeannie Morgan and her husband. And that was the weekend that I completely grew in my faith and transformed. And I remember the Saturday morning, you know, just being so deeply moved. Um, and I just let the Holy Spirit work in me. And Kathy stood alongside me with Jeannie and I just released every pain and all the words that have been spoken over me that I wasn't good enough and all that hurt from things that have gone on in my life. And, it, you know, it was all taken. Jesus took it from me. He had died for my sins. I should never have felt that way, but I allowed myself to be spoken over. And, you know, I just left that day. I mean, I was exhausted because, you know, when the Holy Spirit works in you, he just drains you. He just, I'm saying he, assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it a female. <laughs> um, so that was fine. And I just thought, you know, I just feel so great. I remember going home to Mark and telling him, do you know, Mark, no more tears. That's it. I've just, that was fantastic this morning. And the next day again, Jeannie was calling forward for prayer. And my wee legs went up, as they do. But my heart wasn't full of fear. Oh, I'm going to cry again. Here I go again. Everybody in church knows me as a crier. That's all I ever do. But it wasn't, I was grinning from ear to ear. I had so much joy and passion in my heart. Um, and I remember Andrea Hard was standing alongside me there and when I opened my eyes and just looking at me, I just thought, this is another blessing because this is someone that I really love. And I went back to my seat and I just full of joy and happiness. And then I just realized that God did have more for me and I started praying more into it. And women's ministry kept coming back, you know, Carol, you just love, you know, being alongside women. You love the laughter. And, you know, there's nothing more I love than sitting with a group of women laughing. But I also feel their pain. Other people can just go, yeah, 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 and that's it. But I feel that pain. I can see pain in women. And, you know, I just want to walk alongside them and say there is hope and God loves you. And, and uh, you know, um, so the, the women's ministry thing was just planted. And then one day Chantelle rang me up at home and she said, Carol, we're thinking of setting up a women's ministry team and I just know that you have a heart for women. And do you know what? I just I can't believe this. You know, this really is what God wants me to be. This is where I should be. And, and that was fine. And we met and, the, you know, the group of us and we, we talked about what our name would be and we agreed it would be Reach because we really wanted to reach out to the community and, and bless our women. And, and we, we did had a breakfast morning and had done some other things. But I still knew there was more. So... I just prayed into it and I said, you know, Lord, 
I really do want to connect with women. And, and, but I'm going to leave it with you. I'm not going to keep on asking you because you know my heart and you know what you're going to gift me in. So I love being in the kids' ministry team and it's a great way to engage with the women because you know you're coming in, you're frazzled, you've had a bad night's sleep because of the, the, the baby and you know, it's just lovely to pray over the children and, and you engage with the mothers too because, I mean, I, my children are growing up so it's, I would never probably be engaged with that circle of women before. So that, that's lovely and but I still knew there was more and I remember thinking, do you know, wouldn't it be just be lovely if there was a women's life group, you know, a small group where we could be more intimate with each other and share things and, you know, just do a Bible study together. And again, I, I just prayed about that and said, Lord, you know, if a group comes up like that in church, I'll join it. You know, I'd really support anybody doing that. And just before deeper worship there back in April and we were looking at the new life groups and I was driving down in the car and, you know, listening to worship music and I says, right, I need to think about what group I want to be in. But, you know, I'm quite happy in the group I'm in and I think I connect really well, and I love, you know, the format of it, the worship, the prayer, the study that we're doing. And then these words were just planted in my heart. Carl, what would you think about a woman's life group? And I went, do you know, that would be fantastic, but I haven't heard of any life group in the church that a woman's going to do, but maybe there's going to be one. So you know what, God, I'll join that group in September if there's one comes up, um, and I'll happily support whoever's doing it. Um, and I walked through the doors then um, that night and Andrea came to me straight away and said, Carol, I want to talk to you. I really think we need a woman's life group. I've talked it over with Paul. How would you like to co-lead it with me? And I just went, don't believe she's just said that's to me. <laughs> you know, so God does talk to you, whether you want to listen to it or not. But and I just went, I would love to do that, Andrea. I really would. And, and you know, I'm so glad that, that I'm doing it with Andrea because, you know, I love her to bits and... She just thinks the same way as me. And so that's okay. We got together and we came up with the name of Salt because we wanted to be that seasoning and, um, for other women and, and, and go forth and bless the community in whatever way we could. And we decided we'd study the Beatitudes um, and look at what blessing that is to us as women each week and how, again, we can use that, that blessing in an outwardly way. Um, and, you know, God has just blessed us with a really brilliant bunch of women do you know, we've been so open with each other and we're sharing and it's just going so well. And believe it or not, we're having the time to talk about makeup and Jimmy Choo's, which is strange for me. Um, so, you know, Andrea and I, we really just both want to honour God every week in, in what we're doing. And it's been, a, you know, a big thing to take this on. And, and it's all about you don't want to let God down. But what I just want to say to anyone out there today is that God does have a gift for you. And, and it may not happen overnight. I mean, we all want things to happen straight away, but you can't because it's in God's time. So just pray into it and tell him what it is you think it's on your heart or ask him for something. And I mean, when you're ready in his time, he will release you and you will just go forth and shine. And I just feel so passionate now and I just want everyone else to feel how I do. Great stuff. I met with Carol and with uh, Andrea uh, during the week and, you know, I, it was just so clear to me. It was like, flipping heck, this woman's totally come alive. Not that she wasn't before, but it's just like, you could just see she was in an element, element doing this. It was just, it was such a right fit. It was just brilliant to see and I just thought, man, her story's going to speak to individuals here. And so, folks, here's the thing. If you, if you think you're not ready or you don't, or whatever it is, or there's stuff that's kind of just 
You're just, you're just digging that hole and sticking your talent in the ground. It's like if you're waiting for this season or this time, and sometimes there is a right season, a right time. I do get that. There, that actually is. But if you're, writing, if you're waiting for everything to be perfect and in every sense of the way, that time's not coming. It's, it's, it's about stepping forward and you grow as you go. And, um, and, and, and so step out the boat and, and go for it. I want to kind of come into land and use this passage um, here. Skipping on from the passage, it's the next bit. Jesus talks about the sheep and he talks about the goats and he talks about those that will inherit eternal life and spend eternity with him. And, and, and he says this. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was ill, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And there's something in the heart of God, something so close to his heart, that these people are so close to him and on his heart and his mind. And he asks us to partner with him to go serve, love, care for these individuals. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I remember, uh, this is uh, a few years ago, I was speaking at some event in Scotland and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to you need to have a, an appointment for you. You need to go and get some food, but there's an appointment with someone that you need to go see. And, and I wandered the streets a wee bit around the church before the event. And uh, came across this homeless fella, and um, and I just said, mate, what can I get you? I'm going to Chippy. What do you need? And bought him some tea, and we ate, and and that was that. And prayed with this fella, and I just thought, mate, you know, uh, and that's, that's that's a wee story. And and I, I just felt on reflection, it's like when we feed the hungry, we're we're literally feeding Jesus. They're like Jesus people in disguise. That's what it says. You read on. The least of these that you did it for, you did it for me. You did it for me. And so we're so thrilled about our food bank that we have going in partnership with Jordan Victory Church. We're loving the fact that we're going to get to feed the hungry here in our own town. We love the fact that our income, 5% of what you give, is given to feeding and educating children in Ethiopia. Isn't that a thrill? Isn't that an honor, a joy to be a part of? I was a stranger and you invited me in. I can't begin to imagine what it must be like coming from a different nationality to, to a different place. And that's ever increasing in this country. And I know, having spoken to uh, two or three of you, that God has given you this heart to want to do something, to engage with people in our own town, you know, who are from different nationalities. And, and we want to do that. We want to love as a as a people, as a church, those that um, from different backgrounds, because they're a stranger, and we're going to invite them in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was ill, and you looked after me. I just love it, you know, when we get the opportunity to pray for people who are ill, who are sick, who need healing. It's one of the things we're going to continue as a church to go after, both here, but out there, and encourage you guys to do this. I've been, I'll be honest again with you, I've been bottling praying for one of my members of staff here who's a bad knee. And I really felt over the last couple of days, like, again, Paul, going up and just get on with it. Just, just what well, I've got to lose, apart from a bit of face and a bit of whatever, humility, whatever it is. It's like, but I'm willing to step, step, uh, you know, 
my neck on the line, as it were, and say, I'd like to pray with you. They can only say no. If they say yes, well, go for it. There's something close to the heart of God in terms of those who are sick. And we go and visit in hospital or wherever it might be. And lastly, I was in prison. He came to visit me. Love it that our friend Malcolm, who's with us here, goes into prisons or prison. And uh, fortunately, they let him out as well each day. (laughs) And uh, he goes to visit folks who are in prison for whatever reason that they're there. And that's fantastic. If that's on your heart, go speak to Malcolm afterwards. Uh, But also, it's not just the prison of a literal being. There are people who are in prison because of fear, because of anxiety, because of addiction, because of all kinds of different things. And God calls us to go and visit those who are in prison to help bring them out. And that's part and parcel of it. It's part and parcel of giving of ourselves and growing up and... um, being kind with the time and the talent that he has given you. And uh, the top takeaways is this, is search your heart again. What is it in you that God has spoke to you, that he's given you to do in your wildest dream, whether you think it could ever happen or not? What is it? Like Carol, she was sensing these things and God was giving her a heart, giving her a passion for a certain What is that thing? What is it that you are gifted in? What is it that you're talented in? What, is the, what are those things? Most of you know them. And if you don't know them, ask a friend. And then ask the Lord. Say, God, even though my life is crazy busy, even though it's centered around this, that, and the other, I want to give of my time and my talent. Where do you want me to be investing it? And then go do it. And then go do it. We run out of time again. Why don't we stand together? We're going to pray and just see uh, what the Lord might want to do. So, God, we thank you that you're here. Thank you that your spirit is in this place. And so we just welcome you now. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. And now, Lord, I pray that you would come in power that you would gift us, that you would give us compassion for other people. You'd give us what we need from you to do what it is you're calling us to. Come. Thank you, Lord.
I just believe the Lord wants to minister to a number of folks here this morning. You've heard this talk before. I mean, you've heard talks like this before. And it's stirred it up again in you. And you know that God is leading you into a certain thing. There's a certain type of person or people group that God is keeps putting on your mind and in your heart to want to to um, go help, go feed, go do whatever. But you're just at a loss to know where to start. You just don't know how to begin that. And I just sense the Lord wants to really minister to you this morning and that he's beginning to give you supernatural, divine opportunities to begin to step into some of those things. He's given you compassion. Some of it's centered around women like Carol spoke of. Some of it is the, is the different nationalities thing. Some it's children. Children with learning disabilities or difficulties. Some it's men men of addiction it could be a whole array of different things they're the ones that just come to mind but if that's you we'd love to pray with you this morning and uh, so why don't you come and join us here at the front we'd love to pray with you so uh, who's first because there's quite a few of you good man come on this is your time it's wonderful. There's, there's quite a few of you folks, so just get over being afraid of what people think of you. Okay, that's fantastic. Those of you who um, you've done some prayer ministry training and you know how to just pray, lay hands on someone and bless what the Holy Spirit's doing, would you come now and would you begin to pray? We really really need you to do that Brian if you can that would be great Johnny and Andy and just anyone else there you, you kind of know how to do this or and just it's great come on up thank you Now, Lord, I pray that you would just give them compassion. Give them your heart right now. Give them your heart, your Holy Spirit, the heart of Jesus that breaks for these people. Just give it to them now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The folks are witnesses, those who are here and you're just not sure, this is, this should be normal. Uh, this is just about the family of God and the people of God just getting alongside. And, uh, this, they're just laying hands and saying, they're just agreeing with what God's already doing. God's in the room right now and he's doing things with our, with our people. And they're just responding with their yes. And those who are praying, they're not praying, oh, God bless Johnny, he's such a great bloke. He's just saying, yes, Lord.
we agree with what you've spoken. We agree with what God is putting inside of you. Thank you, Lord. It's the Holy Spirit who's at work. Thank you. just begin to release uh, God-given solutions to what seem impossible problems, what seem impossible, irreversible tasks. They seem in the natural that nothing could change there. But in you and through you, everything is possible and things can change. And so right now, pray that you would just ordain these people with creative solutions ways in give them the ability to respond God thank you Jesus thank you Lord. 